This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. Hey, welcome back to Tether Talk. Naomi here. I'm so grateful that you pressed play. Guys, here we go again. I do have praise reports. Let me start with that before I start complaining again. I'm so grateful. Tested on Tuesday again, retested, let me say, and I am COVID free. And I'm so, so, so thankful that that, I almost said demonic virus. It probably is demonic. (laughs) That crazy virus is no longer in my system. Thank you, Jesus. That being said, um, I, um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still nursing my babies. They are asymptomatic, which is really great, and I'm grateful. But I'm still treating them as if they have the virus because they do. They still tested positive. So this thing is weird, man. It's just, it's off. It's weird, and and frankly, I just feel like it's just been a very harsh reminder of how important our immunity actually is. Um, I know that this virus um, is no respecter of persons, so anyone can get it no matter how healthy you think you are, but I do think that it's really um, caused me to just like rethink like, okay, what the heck am I going to be doing to moving forward to just make sure that we remain healthy or at least are able to bounce back a lot faster. That being said, I'm still dealing with something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the weather in Atlanta right now. Um, We had snow (laughs) Wednesday, I think. And now it's like raining. I think the day after it was decent. No, like a couple days before the snow, it was like sunny and actually pleasant. There were like eagles and birds flying all the place. And then we had snow. And then now it's just like this dreary um, rain, just rain, just just rain, dew, rain, sprinkling, and it's frustrating. So I don't know if it's that and allergies are just messing up or um, I'm also like anemic too. So it could be that (laughs) the last couple weeks I've, you know, haven't necessarily been on top of like my iron levels and stuff like that. So listen, it could be anything. You Google this stuff, they all, everything's just crossing over. So I'm just like, Holy Spirit, you created this body. Uh, this vessel. I need it to be on point so that I can serve and do the things that I need to do. So um, all that to say, if my voice starts stripping, listen, I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. Just pray for me. Be like, Lord, help that girl <laughs> clear up her voice right now because it's about to get annoying. Um, don't press stop. Just keep listening. But anyway, yeah. So be praying for me regarding that. Um, the additional praises are that my family is um is healing very well my dad is no longer positive so i'm so thankful listen i'm just so grateful i really really am so there's so much to celebrate um for me as far as health is concerned so all that to say it's been a great week in regards to that there are a lot of shifts going on in my life uh i'm not gonna lie to y'all this is tether talk 
you know, we are going to talk about any and everything that affects us, that influences us, um, and then like run it through the filter of the Lord so that we can hold on to the truth, the only truth that satisfies. We can tether up and be about our father's business, be about um, our truth. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, my truth this week, real talk, lots of shifts relationally, friendships, interactions, and I'm just trying to embrace it all and be at peace. Um, I'm not going to go into too many details, but I will say that it just, I feel like it's like everywhere. And when stuff starts to happen to you in every single area, it's not everybody else. It's you. So I'm like, spirit, (laughs) listen, and it's, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, I really feel like everything, everything that's shifting. Give me one second. (coughs) Everything that's shifting right now for me sorry you know when that cough comes back and you're like don't do it that's what's happening right now okay what I say yeah you know how when okay when everything in in your it doesn't matter what's going on but things are just shifting and and things are moving and you're like yo where did that like how did that happen or like what's going on over here but like you keep asking yourself the same questions yeah for like the last maybe two three weeks i've been asking myself the same question like how did i how did we get here like what what just happened and the reality is it's not always bad bad like difficulty trials even though we've been talking about trials and james they're not always the things that shift our our life seasons right life is fluid it just moves and the only one who knows what life will bring the the highs and the lows who knows time is god and so i started asking myself the same questions in different circumstances in my life and i realized i don't have the answers to this i have to go to the lord and inquire of his heart to determine exactly what is happening in the spirit realm or outside of me that i don't see that is clearly affecting me the the good news is that god has really kept me at peace throughout these transitions and he has been so faithful and so gracious to reveal to me what is happening plainly said your girl's on the come up (laughs) i'm sorry i'm not trying to say that that the relationships interactions or friendships that have been removed or have shifted were bad none of them were bad i promise you that every last one of them was beautiful and good and purposeful and meaningful so i'm not going to say anything about them but i call it a come up because i believe the word of god when he says he will take us from glory to glory it's a come up for me because i've learned so much in the last two to three weeks regarding these relational shifts and i know exactly that where i'm going is going to be better than where I came from. It's going to be better because I'm going to be better. I'm going to be more mature. I'm going to be more uh, uh, um, steadfast and rooted in myself. I'm also going to have more wisdom as to how to navigate friendships. The the one thing that I've learned, and this is me coming all the way out telling y'all all my business, the one thing I've learned about me is that I avail myself a little too much. And I'm not saying it like 
some self-pity type of thing like oh my gosh i'm so nice and i do so much for these people and da, 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 da. but there is a real issue with me and not having the clearest of boundaries so that's one thing that the lord has been like yo I, I feel you and i bless you and you know what god gave me these gifts he gave me the ability to and the capacity to love a lot of people at the same time in various ways obviously i don't believe in that polygamy crap but all that to say to love people and to, to give and i have always been this way i don't have this sense of like oh i do for you you owe me back kind of thing i don't have that in me but the problem is not everyone has the ability to receive that and it's okay if they don't have the ability to receive that i've been i've been back on this dating scene and again it's not just the dating scene it's also in my friendships and it's also um in, in with some um family relationships but the undercurrent is the same i don't have very clear boundaries when it comes to availing myself now this 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 gift or this ability to um to have capacity to serve and to be available for people works wonders for things like tether talk it works wonders for my mission it works wonders for my calling for the vision that god has for me for every single one of you who's listening why because god gave me this gift to be able to sustain the purpose that he has for me so that i can be effective and be a good steward of what it is that he's calling me to do through tether mission it does not work when I'm dealing with individuals or interacting, not dealing, but interacting with the day-to-day -day individuals in my life because I will always be in a position of giving, 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 and not to say that I won't receive anything because these people are selfish or anything like that, not to say that, but they have free will and they have choices. They can decide, I don't wanna give anymore, right? But my purpose, my calling my vision what god has called for me is all in his hands and guess what god does does not ever forsake you in blessing you with whatever it is that you are deserving of based upon your obedience so i'm learning to put my capacity to love in this way in the hands of god because he's the only one who can fill me to abundance, fill me to overflow, fill me to contentment, right? Whereas human beings can't do that for me. And so I have to find a boundary that is appropriate where I'm still loving, but I'm loving at the, the capacity that others are willing to receive. So I, have, I may have the capacity, but they may not. So my prayer now is God help me to discern their capacity. Because somebody can say, oh, yeah, I got it. Like, oh, you got all that to give? Amen. I got you. And be willing to receive and receive and receive. And then they realize, oh, man, I'm, 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 I've, I've reached it. She's a lot. And that was a lie the enemy used to tell me all the time. Naomi, you're too much. People are never going to like you, you just you need to you need to dim your light or you need to dumb yourself down or you need to um, be more quiet or whatever. And so I went through seasons in my life where I was like, oh, my gosh, like I can't be my full self here. I got to turn this off, turn this off, turn this off just so that I can blend in with the room. I'm sorry, your girl ain't doing that anymore. The, the Lord made me the way that he made me for the purpose that he has for me. I have to learn as I'm navigating through life how I interact with other human beings whom God has blessed to do what they are supposed to do in their lives um, and what God has called for them to do in the earth. So.
yeah, hopefully that didn't sound negative. And even if it did, I don't care. It is what it is. I'm just trying to explain the best I can what's going on in my head. It's a whole lot of stuff going on in my head. I do want to communicate again that I love each and every one of these people that I'm referring to. And I'm grateful um, for the time that they had in my life and the seasons that we shared or the, the moments that we shared, the experiences that we shared. And I bless them. And I'm like, amen. Be about your business. Go go do you, you know, and there's no hard feelings or there are no hard feelings and there's no um, uh, like, again, there were no problems. Let me just say that this was not based on conflict. It was just <sighs> the capacity is different. That's it. That's all I can say. Anyway, I was not planning to say all that, but apparently, apparently I need to be free to confess. <laughs> thus saith the Lord. He did tell me, open your mouth, nail me, and I will fill it. So whatever it is I plan to say today, God was like, nah, that's not what you're going to do. Uh, you're going to learn today that I'm in control and you're just going to say what I need you to say. And I pray that it blesses your hearing and um, hopefully convicts you to um, analyze your situations and your circles and your seasons and maybe clear up some boundaries as well. Another thing that is shifting right now, guys, tether 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 i've been in the midst of a few like business trainings specifically because there's some things that um in my previous business i i had a hair business it's a little bit different when you are your hands are basically the product but now with tether um i'm literally learning how to box my <laughs> my intellect my knowledge and um like how to present that so that i can be most effective in helping serve you guys and so um in the midst of that, the Lord convicted me again. This whole this whole episode is about conviction. Listen, he convicted me again and just reminded me, he's like, Naomi, you've forgotten who you are. And over the last couple of years, though I've, I've, I've learned and excelled in certain areas, like in this area, <clears throat> I kind of gave up on myself, which is why y'all have witnessed me go up and down, up and down, up and down, like, okay, I think I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And what I was trying to do was trying to perfect myself so that I could present myself the best way. We're approaching three years with Tether Talk in March, right? I had a plan that within three years, some other things would be kind of like flourishing and functioning within Tether Mission. Y'all go to tethermission.com. You're going to see that cover page. It's still there because behind the scenes, I'm still building. and I'm still shifting. I literally just shifted things again yesterday because I want to make sure that this message is clear. I'm not going to spend time talking about it here because y'all will be like, I don't want to hear this. Um, but what the Lord taught me through some of these interactions and conversations I'm having with other like-minded people is that perfectionism is an excuse for procrastination. And so he kind of hit me real hard on that. Like, yo, you being, you, you're procrastinating, get your life. Um, and so I, I received that strong assertion from the Lord. Um, and it reminded me actually of a scripture. I'm going to pull it up. I know that we're in James this year, but like, I got to read this, this scripture, like it hit me so hard because all I heard from the Lord in the moment during this exhortation and this, um, conviction moment that I had with him, um, was the phrase you must bear fruit. He was gentle about it, but it kind of hit me like in my spirit. <laughs> it's like, Naomi, you must bear fruit. And I was like, well, yeah, I know. He was like, mm-mm, you must bear fruit. And I'm like, okay. 
And it's crazy because the reality is, even though like this year, my word is mercy, right? And not getting what you deserve because God is just merciful, right? Even though God is merciful, he is still God. <laughs> he is still to be revered. He is still to be feared. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, if I have surrendered to him and he is my Lord, that means I must obey him. And if there's ever anything in my life that is causing me to deviate from that point of obedience, I either listen to the exhortation, listen to the correction, listening, listen to the, chast the chastisement of the Lord, and I repent and I turn and go the other way, or I suffer the consequences. <laughs> That's the wrong way for me to say it right now, but like, it is what it is. And y'all know I stay you know, justice oriented. So it's going to be a little bit black and white, how it comes out for me. But yeah, like there is going to be a, 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 a it's going to be a consequence. I can't, I'm not going <laughs> to make it sound nicer. There's going to be a consequence. So this, when I heard the Holy Spirit say, you must bear fruit. I was like, okay, I remember this. I remember this parable. I remember this, um, this story about the, the fig tree, because that's where it comes from. Matthew, is this Matthew? No, I'm sorry. Luke chapter 13. I'm going to read it. And it's verses 1 through 8. Now, now there were some present at the time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, <clears throat> Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Then he told this parable, a man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any cut it down why should it use up more soil sir the man replied leave it alone for one more year and i'll dig around it and fertilize it if it bears fruit next year fine if not then cut it down i've told y'all this before the bible is cut throat and what's even more dope is that the holy spirit always confirms the word and the word is always affirmed by the spirit so when i'm sitting in prayer with jesus in the midst of these conversations with people and he says naomi i want you to go to a corner by yourself so i can talk to you and i'm having a conversation with the god of gods the king of kings and the lord of lords and he says to me you must bear fruit in regard to my ability to do what he's told me to do with the purpose that he has on my life and the fact that like he encouraged me he encouraged me naomi you've forgotten who you are amen lord Thank you for filling up my cup. He gave me that compliment sandwich. The Lord gave me a straight up compliment sandwich. <laughs> hey, baby girl. <laughs> I hope we get to James before my daughter wakes up. Hey, baby girl. You know, daddy loves you. Amen, Papa. I know you do. Yes, but I want to encourage you because I've noticed that you've kind of gone your own way. 
You've forgotten who you are. You've become a little bit passive, right? Okay. I'd like to encourage you by reminding you, showing you a vision again of what I told you that you could become. Okay, thank you. Now, there is one thing. Insert Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. And then he comes back again. He says, don't give up on yourself. You know that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm here for, for you. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. I bless you, Abba. Thank you so much. And then I stop and I'm like, wait a minute. He just got me. And I had to go back to this chapter and read it. And by the time I got to the end, you know, when you do that nervous laugh, oh, straight nervous because God is not playing any games with me. Once again, Tether Talk, Tether Mission, this vision that I, I put out there is approaching three years. And what did the man say to the owner of the vineyard? For three years, I've been coming back and looking for fruit on this fig tree and I haven't found any. Now, here's the thing. Has there been fruit in my life in the past three years? Yes, of course. But is that fruit equated to what I could possibly have been bearing? The answer to that is no. And I know that. I know the answer to that is no. And it's because of all those things that I was wrestling with. But I love verse eight because verse eight is what closes it all and gives me absolute hope <coughs> in my king who is well clearly <coughs> God the father is the owner of the vineyard Christ is the vine and I'm a branch and the Holy Spirit's what's going to keep me connected to Christ right the promise for me sir leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. All that to say, your girl is on a timeline. <laughs> I'm on a timeline to bear fruit this year. So that means that I'm gonna have to make some very, very hard decisions. I'm gonna have to do things quickly. <coughs> I'm gonna have to be intentional. I'm not gonna waste time beating around the bush, right? I'm going to dig around Tether Mission and figure out what needs to be purged, what needs to be uh, uprooted, what needs to be pruned. I'm going to fertilize it and it will bear fruit. There's no if. It will bear fruit because I refuse for this ministry to be cut down. I refuse for this mission to be aborted. It's not going to happen. So all that to say, hopefully you guys are with me. <laughs> Amen. And um, we can do this thing together. And my, my biggest prayer is that I remain as clear as possible and um, that you guys feel, you guys feel that you are my prize at the end of this journey. Whenever, whenever my life is over and I'm done and the Lord calls me home, just as Jesus, and I'm not comparing myself to Christ, but come on, let's just um, just go with it, okay? Jesus took the cross, despising the shame for the, for the joy that was set before him. We were his joy. So he was willing to endure whatever it took to receive us. We were his joy. We were his prize, right? That's what he did. And he tells us to take up our cross and follow him, right? 
Ultimately, Christ is the greatest treasure. He is my prize. But part of taking up my cross is ensuring that I do whatever it takes to bring people along with me. So it is my absolute desire, my aim, and it is my focus this 2022 to fertilize, to dig around, to do whatever it takes to bear fruit. And that's gonna require a lot of focus. So I hope you guys are gonna be with me throughout this process. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to figure something out. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna try to figure out a way for us to communicate. I'm actually in the process of setting up a live recording. So if you guys wanna be a part of that and I can finally see you and hear you and all that, that is going to be amazing. Cause I really do wanna hear what you guys think about what I'm doing. I want to hear your suggestions for like uh, episode topics. Um, I plan to bring guests this year. Like there's so much that's going to happen and I desire to make sure that it's done well, but I most importantly desire that it reaches your heart in the way that it's supposed to. So I'm going to continue yielding to the leading of the Holy Spirit and obeying what he told me to do. Let me get into this scripture. Here we go. Let me see if I can find it. It's on my laptop. Okay. 25 minutes in. Give me like 15. Okay. (laughs) We'll round it up to that 45 minute average that I always do. Amen. James chapter one. Last week we were in verses four through six. I'm just going to start reading. I'm sorry, we were four through seven. I'm going to start reading from verse five. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for the doubter is like the surging sea driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from God, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of humble circumstances boast in his exaltation, but let the rich boast in his humiliation because he will pass away like a flower of the field. I'm going to stop there. Awkward. I know. Let's get to it. <coughs> so, um, verse six, but let him ask in faith without doubting for the doubter is like the surging sea driven and tossed by the wind. That person, verse seven, that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Let's talk about what it means to be double-minded and unstable. Picture it. You're standing at a door that's open and you have one foot out and one foot in and you're trying to get through the door. The problem is that you're going in a in the opposite direction of entry or exit. That's essentially what being double-minded looks like. You're literally like there's there's a door that's open. That means there are opportunities for you, there's grace, there's favor. All these things are available to you because we've been talking this whole time about if you, if you lack wisdom, ask of the Lord. If you're going through trials, you know, focus on the Lord, endure in Christ, count it all joy. So all we're talking about is this upward look, this uh, this looking up in life, right? So this is all about uh, uh, the view that we have in God. 
A double-minded and unstable person is someone who believes but doesn't believe. They say, oh, I, I will, but then I won't. I think I will, but then I won't. And they just keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. If you're asking God for wisdom and you doubt God in the midst of asking him for it, you should not expect to receive anything from him because you're double-minded and unstable. The worst part about this scripture is not so much that you won't expect to receive and you shouldn't expect to receive anything from the lord that's just facts like okay hey you know lord can you bless me with wisdom but i i'm not really sure yeah nah okay when you when you get sure then come to me right he's gonna listen to you he loves you he's gonna listen to you but it's gonna take a little bit more time because now you're you're still not putting the faith that you need to put in him the worst part about this this particular verse for me is unstable in all his ways. So it's not even that you're unstable or double-minded when you come to God and you ask him, the God of the universe, the one who knows all things, the one who has who 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 has all resources in his hands, the one who gives good gifts to his children, right? The one who gives gifts without repentance, the one who is a God of abundance and life and and wholeness and all that, right? It's not even that you don't believe him and that you struggle with believing him. But the verse says that you're not only double-minded and unstable, but you are so in all your ways. This is a very good indicator of where your faith actually is. And I thought that what I said before did not make any sense. And I was like, why am I talking about this? But the reality is everything I shared with you before this point is an example of being unstable. I've been unstable. Someone who's unstable can't build. Someone who's unstable is constantly being overworked. Someone who's unstable can't see where they're going wrong. Someone who's unstable um, doesn't, doesn't know how to receive well, doesn't know how to step back. They don't know how to make any decision. Like it's just, it's chaos. And the funny thing about this is that you can be in a room with a whole bunch of unstable people and they may not look unstable. But in their hearts and in their minds, it's chaos, surging seas, being tossed and driven about. Someone who, who cannot make a decision is, is unstable. Good or bad, it's better for you to make a decision, make a bad decision. Well, not really, but we're talking about life and we're talking about wisdom. So better for you to be like, yo, I'm just going to make a decision right now and just go with it and go with it than to sit and waste time in uncertainty, in instability, in, in just, just nothing. There's no way you can move forward. So this verse closes out the entire like ex excerpt, excerpt, <laughs> the entire excerpt regarding asking God for wisdom, asking from a God who's generous, asking from a God who gives ungrudgingly, who's who's willing to do that. All he asks is that you believe in his ability to give you the wisdom that you seek. Because if you don't believe that, he's basically like, yo, you are a double-minded person. You're unstable. Why would God bless you? <sighs> Should I say it? I'm gonna say it's true for me. Why would, God, why would God bless me if I don't even believe that he's willing to bless me? 
or that he, or that what he's going to give me is going to actually answer my questions. Why? You've been in situations where you have people coming to you and asking your opinion and then they come back to like, I hear what you're saying, but <laughs> that's basically what this is. I hear you, but all I'm saying is, you know, well, I got you, but what about and all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then they text you the next day like, I was thinking about this thing too, though. And you're like, yo, I just spent all this time or I just told you what it is, right? Granted, humans are grudging. God is not, right? So I'm not going to say it's all that, but you do sound like that chick who's like, I got you, but that's not, that's not the way we approach God for wisdom. Let's move on. Verse nine. Verse 9 through officially 11, but we're going to stop at 10. Let the brother of humble circumstances boast in his exaltation, but let the rich boast in his humiliation because he will pass away like a flower of the field. Hmm. Okay. Let the brother of humble circumstances boast in his exaltation, right? Humble circumstances, i.e. poor. Let the poor person boast in his exaltation. Okay, I'm going to explain that whole boast and exaltation. But let the rich boast in his humiliation because he will pass away like a flower of the field. That that's that's that sounds like a paradox. That sounds like saying two different things that don't make sense. It's like almost negating the other, but it's not. And this is what this is what James is saying in these two verses. Let the brother because we have to have to read the scriptures in context, right? So this entire time, what has James been talking about? He's been talking about our perspective on trials and tribulations and life in general and how we get through life's trials and tribulations. We do so by asking God for wisdom. We do so by counting it all joy. We do so by enduring. We do so by persevering. That's what the first eight verses have been about. So he comes to verse nine and he says, let the brother of humble circumstances boast in his exaltation. Let the poor person, because he's talking to Christians who are coming from various classes, various experiences, various um, societal, societal positions. And he says, for those of you who are poor in your circumstances, boast in your exaltation. Why are they boasting in exaltation? What is it that's being exalted? The only thing that's being exalted is Christ. So even if you are poor and you're experiencing circumstances where you ain't got enough money, you struggling, you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. God does care about all those things. But the encouragement that James is giving to those who are poor is that we boast in our exaltation because in Christ, we have been raised with Christ. We are co-heirs with Christ. And what we have to look forward to are the treasures in heaven, the riches of heaven. And so, no, it's not saying get over it, you're poor, you know, you, you don't deserve food, clothing, and shelter. That's Matthew 6. If you seek first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness, all these other things will be added to you. But in those moments where things are just so hard and you are struggling, you're like, yo, I ain't got nothing right now, God. There is nothing here for me. And you start to, to feel the cares of the world, the cares of your circumstances, the cares of an empty bank account, whatever it is, the cares of not being able to put food on the table. You are reminded, we are to be reminded in those seasons 
within those trials and tribulations of financial struggle and strain that God not only provides, but that there will come a time and a day in eternity where we will receive the treasures and riches of heaven. That's verse nine. Verse 10, but let the rich boast in his humiliation because he will pass away like a flower of the field. This is cutthroat, cutthroat. James is saying, for those of you who are rich, boast in your humiliation because you will pass away like a flower of the field. You will pass away like the flower of the field. Yes. Boast in your humiliation. What is humiliation for a rich person? Essentially losing all your money or maybe not being able to answer life's problems with money. Hello, let's be real. You can give all the money in the world to somebody that you love. If that person don't love you back, guess what? That money doesn't mean anything. That money had no value, right? So in this, in this verse, it's the opposite in that let the rich person boast in their humiliation. So those situations, those trials, those experiences in life where money cannot be the answer. Money, yes, it makes life easier, but it doesn't make life more meaningful, right? It's a, it's a resource of God. We should pursue it. We should be able to, you know, the Bible says um, that um, he's given us the ability to make wealth. That's fine right? You have talents, abilities, gifts, whatever the case may be. Go about it. Do your thing. Utilize what God has given you and then get the, um, the Bible also says, let, let the workman earn his wages or her wages. Go out there, put a price on it, do whatever you got to do, make your money, provide for your family, get your health insurance, all those things. Do whatever you need to do to sustain as a human being. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But if you are a rich person in the Lord, your faith should not be in your earthly riches. Your faith should be in the um, the riches of heaven that don't that don't rust, that don't tarnish, that never go away. They are eternal. We're talking about spiritual blessings. We're talking about heavenly blessings. So this these two verses are mirrors of one another and all they're doing as the paradox that they are is helping us to remember to fix our eyes on Christ in support of all the previous verses to remind us that the ultimate the ultimate source of stability no matter what experience you're going through no matter what it is that you're facing in life trial tribulation financial issue relational issue whatever Christ is the greatest treasure. Christ is our chief, uh, is our chief protector, defender, provider. We seek to, to pursue joy and to seek joy and to receive joy in our circumstances. We ask God for wisdom and we ask him because we believe that he is a God who gives generously and ungrudgingly. We do so with confidence so that we can stand to receive what God desires to pour into us. And no matter our status, no matter our societal placement, every single person has been equalized in that we don't put our faith in our earthly riches and we don't become hopeless and depressed thinking that we'll never receive what it is that we're due when eternity comes it's a lot in those two verses and it's hard sometimes but it's so important to read scriptures in context so that in doing so we're able to understand exactly what the writer is saying to us and we'll understand that ultimately when you read when you read verses or i'm sorry letters in the in the scriptures there there's usually a theme from the writer and in this first chapter in particular james is going to come real hard on our perspective 
is going to come real hard on our ability to have faith in God and to express that faith by trusting God and not putting our hope in things that are temporary, not putting in our hope in things that will eventually pass away. This world will pass away. So whether you're enjoying the fruits of it or you're enjoying the fail, you're, you're enduring, not enjoying, <laughs> enduring the failures of it, all of that is going to stop because the one thing that's consistent is God. And he has already promised us a heaven and a, a heaven that is full of rest. It's full of joy. It's full of peace and it's full of complete abundance. And every single treasure that we have ever longed for, we will receive when we see God face to face. That's all I have to say about these two verses and the previous one about being unstable in all your ways. So my encouragement is as you ponder these particular verses, ask the Lord for yourself, what are some areas in my life where I am unstable and how are those things affecting my ability to trust you? And then if you happen to be on the side of, of poverty or, you know, struggling financially or struggling, and it doesn't have to be financial, it can be emotional poverty, it can be spiritual poverty, whatever it is, ask the Lord to give you a different perspective about what it is that you're going through. Ask him for wisdom too. If he wants you to start a business, start a business. If he wants you to go to counseling, go to counseling. If he wants you to, um, you know, set up some boundaries in your life, do that too. You know, so still work, still ask God for wisdom so you can navigate life, but ultimately fix your eyes on what is to come and what is to come is rest in Jesus name. And if you ballin', amen, be generous, <laughs> be, be, be generous, you know, be about that, but don't get so confident in what you've earned with your hands. These things are going to pass away. Don't make them your God. Don't elevate them to the point where you stop listening to the Lord. You stop following his direction and his leading and his instruction, or you start valuing money more than your relationships or valuing money as a way for you to, uh, you know, be shifty and slidey and, and, you know, just off. Don't do stuff like that. Just be honest, have integrity, be about your business. Don't put your hope and your faith in the money because it could be gone. <laughs> we saw that happen in the past couple of years with certain businesses and certain um, uh, statuses that people had. So all that to say, a lot going on in these verses, uh, a lot going on in life, mine and yours, I'm sure. And I pray that the Lord will be our peace this week. That is my desired prayer for each and every one of us, that we would just rest in the fact that God is with us, God desires to hear us, and God has something to say to us. So that's it. I love you. I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next time.